This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. And good morning, everybody. Welcome Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman today. Roller Auctions uh, having an auction for air compressors, garage door inventory, trucks, forklifts, welders, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, always great promotions. The Sasquatch from Wildcard Casinos up in Blackhawk. They're going to have a big promotion the weekend of January 5th. You're either going to get a Kawasaki side-by-side with snow tracks or a little over $22,000. Get what you want. Pretty cool. Get final entries every half hour from 10 a.m. until midnight during their daily cash drawings. You redeem players' points as well. While you're up there, check out their sports book. Great menu, really loose slots. Sasquatch and Wildcard, a family-owned casino that treats you like family. Well, all is well in the Denver sports scene. The Broncos are on a roll. Nuggets with an unlikely win. The Avalanche, their power play was fantastic. They just jammed it down Tampa's throats. Now, Tampa's not the same team it used to be. No, but they still jammed it down their throats. They sure did. Mm-hmm. And uh, listen, they're still right in the thick, thick of things. They've had some ups and downs yep. for sure. Only one point out of the top spot in the uh, Western Conference. So everyone is feeling pretty, pretty good yeah, about but, all their teams. But the Nuggets win in L.A. against the Clippers last night was kind of out of left field. That's that. With all due respect, it kind of falls into a who to thunk it for me. Right. Right? I mean, uh, uh, just didn't see it. And, and they didn't get a ton out of Michael Porter Jr. and KCP. I mean, they were they were, they were were whatever, fine. It's funny you should say that because I'll take that to another level. Yes. Okay. Give me the three guys that you would expect to step up without Jokic, Murray, and Gordon. Uh, three guys. Michael Porter Jr. Yep. KCP. Yep. And Christian, Christian Brown. Right. Yeah. Michael Porter Jr., 3 of 13 from the floor. Eight points. He did have 10 rebounds. Christian Brown, a minus 19. When all the starters were a plus, he was a minus 19. Ooh, it's a little chilly in here. 12 minutes. No points. Wow. I think all of this begs the wow. question, why isn't DeAndre Jordan getting more playing time when he put in 21 and 13? Granted, it was against his former team, a team that he really came up with and was a all-star with. You're really wondering, why are they putting in Zeke Naji instead of uh, DeAndre Jordan? I remember when, what was it, Mike Miller when they when he was on the team mm-hmm. and he was like the ceremonial towel guy 
where he would take the <laughs> towel and put it over his head and it looks like he was, you know, you know, um, you know, rounding up and lassoing sheep and horses and bulls. That guy got paid a lot of money to stand on the bench to be a cheerleader. DeAndre Jordan, we know what he brings to the party in terms of leadership. Why isn't he playing more? Um, I mean, Zeke Naji is is your future. I mean, you you've committed to him. Well, hold on. I mean, it, you, haven't you? Um, I guess. I mean, you've committed. Then start him. No. Oh, I see. No. Oh, so so who do you? Okay, well, I'll ask you. I'll I'll play your game. Who do you start him over? Who do I start? Who over? Who do you start Zeke Naji over? Um, I I put DeAndre Jordan in there over him. No. 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 I'm. Oh, Peyton you're talking. Oh, you're talking about last night. Yeah. I mean, there is no comparison between what they're trying to do with is, Zeke Naji and DeAndre Jordan. Listen, they've had plenty of time to develop Zeke Naji. It's not like he's in his second year. They obviously need more time. The the bench is a continual is a continual conundrum. Um, if I am not mistaken, DeAndre Jordan is a bench guy. Mm-hmm. You want to win a title this year? You got a guy on the bench. So you've so you're so you're all about funneling minutes to DeAndre Jordan. I am all about giving minutes to Peyton Watson. I am all about giving minutes to younger guys. I am with you on that. Okay. But you don't have to go all in with everybody. You know what? I am I am all in on giving minutes to Jalen Pickett. So why is Reggie Jackson playing? He's an, he's a veteran. He's an older guy. Yeah. You can make the same argument, right? Reggie Jackson's a piece. I understand that. Reggie Jackson's 33. Are, aren't, we, aren't we trying to... Uh, you know, develop Colin Gillespie and Jalen Pickett as point guards. Yeah, but you've got you've got Jamal Murray out of the lineup right now, and Reggie Jackson is the next best thing that they can use as a starter. They are already trying to develop Peyton Watson, Christian Brown, mm-hmm. Strother, mm-hmm. Pickett, yep. and Gillespie. Sorry, Zeke. How long have you been with the team? I mean, at the end of the day, have you truly seen much? out of this guy over the last three years that makes you think we need to still develop this guy? Well, I'm not the one making those decisions, nor am I the one making decisions for to extend him. Yeah, with that time now for the lead. The lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino and Blackhawk. I'm just saying, with all the struggles that you have with your bench, mm-hmm. trying to find a bench... Uh, there's nothing wrong with infusing some veteran veterans in there, no, is there? I don't think there is. No, I mean, you know certainly. what? Listen, if you were trying to develop Zeke Naji, why was Jeff Green playing last year? Jeff Green is as old as they come. Well, it, it's it, not always an either or an or. Yeah. I mean, there are, you're trying to develop. Yeah. Look, here's the bottom line. It doesn't matter. They have extended Zeke Naji. Yep. They have put their cards on the table with Zeke Naji. Right. We don't have to agree with it. Right. We we can sit there and say, well, use DeAndre Jordan. I mean, are you kidding me? Why in the world wouldn't you do that? Yep. They have committed mm-hmm. to Zeke Naji. Right. And so there is going to be time, effort in developing him. They see something in him mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis that obviously we don't. Because I'm with you. Fundamentally, I'm with you. I don't see it from Zeke Naji. But 
they do enough to make an investment of money and time on that investment. So he played 12 minutes last night. He had seven rebounds. All offensive, by the way. Which is interesting. Which is which is which is an anom- that's a scoragami right there. And that's a good and that's a good scoragami. Yeah. Seven offensive rebounds. And he had three blocks. Like. And he had three blocks. Yeah. So I mean there are there's, in twelve minutes. There's some things there. I agree. But I would agree with you overall. Yeah. When you look at him, it's like, hmm, how are they going to use this guy? And the answer is very simply as yep. a spell. For Nikola Jokic, who's going to play a ton of minutes. Ton of minutes. Let's wait to see how this season pans out and trying to develop these young guys. But right now, your bench is Reggie Jackson, Mm -hmm. Christian Brown. Right. And Strother, to some degree. (coughs) Why are we leaving DeAndre Jordan on the bench in the playoffs? When you see, listen, it's not like this guy has a lot of trip. It's not like this guy's tires are bald. And it's not like he's, you know, playing a lot of minutes and you're worried about wearing him out because of no, his age. No, he, he's a spot guy. Right. Right. No, I hear you. The guy came off the bench and played 34 minutes. Mm-hmm. And DeAndre Jordan is 35. He's only two years older than Reggie Jackson. Yeah. Clearly, but both are roughly the same age. Mm-hmm. You're giving all those minutes to Reggie Jackson. Now, was it um, Calvin Booth that came out and said that, yes, we would like to win a championship this year? Mm -hmm. Maybe that's the theory. We'd like to win a championship this year. We don't have to win a championship this year. We would rather win three in five years than win two in a row. Yeah. I'm very much paraphrasing, but that's what he meant. Which makes sense to me. I mean, I I get it. Um, It's his third appearance in a game this season. By far, and I mean by far, um, the most action that he's played. He knew that he was going to get a, a start, mm-hmm. obviously. Mentally, he was in the right place. I'm not saying that DeAndre Jordan can't be a guy that helps them on occasion, mm-hmm. but I think that his role is very, has been very clearly stated and yep. written. I think he's a wingman for Nikola Jokic. And, well, actually, he's not. Cause well, I- no, I mean, I, I'm talking about a psychological wingman. Oh yeah, yeah, I that, that. I, I, yeah. That, that's where I think I think his main deal is that kind of mental connection and brotherhood that he shares with Nikola Jokic. From a standpoint, he's that wily veteran who has seen it all and has his ear, and and it's clear that Jokic respects DeAndre Jordan. I'm going to go back to a very famous movie that all of us young teenagers enjoyed in the 1980s. Oh, 16 Candles? Two movies. You will likely remember this, um, Alex. Do you have Netflix? I do, yes. Okay, well, then then you know this better as Cobra Kai. So what you're saying is DeAndre Jordan is Mr. Miyagi. I mean, he's Mr. I, I always hesitate when you make these jumps, but I'll play along. Go ahead. Well, he, he's the wise sage. I, I would he, say that that's he, probably right. And he's, he's the got guy an, and he's got enough, ear. And he's still got enough game to break a board. Yeah. Miyagi could break a board, right? 
Finish him! I mean, that is... Sweep the leg. That is DeAndre Jordan on the bench during the NBA Finals looking at Jokic and saying, sweep the leg. Yeah. Finish him. You're right. I think that there's some truth to that. Yeah, absolutely. But, But also, as we saw in Karate Kid 2, I did... Mr. Miyagi, can, Mr. Miyagi can still go out to the parking lot and kick some ass. Oh, yeah, sure. And that's what we saw last night, 21 points and it's 13 awesome. rebounds. It was great. I, I I will be honest. I went to bed last night, checked the score. Yeah. Was like, hmm, okay, that's cute. Cute. Down cute. by 11, cute. going into yeah. the fourth quarter. Right, that's cute. Yeah. And then woke up this morning and d- did a double take. Well, okay, real quick, because we got to hit a break. Does this win last night... Say more about the Nuggets or more about oh, I think it's the, the, the all-star collection <laughs> of the L.A. Clippers. I mean, look, you had, and you make the point, DeAndre Jordan and Reggie Jackson, former both former Clippers, right. playing without the mainstay. Uh, I'll t- so, if, yeah. there, if there's going to be one lasting image of this entire Clippers season, if A... They don't make the playoffs, or B, make the playoffs and get run out of the first round. This is the one lasting image and the only image that should be on their highlight reel for yes. the entire season. Not this game, oh, but one moment in the game. It was a home game for the Clippers. Mm-hmm. And during play, Russell Wilson's, not Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook, who's s- coming off the bench last night, by the way. Well, he wanted to come off yeah, the bench. Right. He said, please. Bring me off the bench so I can give some, you know, life into the second. And good unit. for him. It it worked. It worked well. With that, <laughs> at midcourt, at home, while play is going on behind him, he gets into a shouting match with a fan, and you can see the play going on behind him, and he's standing in midcourt <laughs> yelling at a fan. That should tell you about the mental makeup of this Clippers. By team. the way, I just before we go to the break. As a betting man, how much would you have bet on this pairing? Reggie Jackson and DeAndre Jordan between them, 23 of 30 from the floor. Between them, 18 rebounds, 18 assists, four steals. Hold on a second. I'm going to throw you, those are really good stats. I mean. Great stats. Okay, hold on a second. Plus, they're only plus 42 between How do you like this stat? Okay, then we're going to go to break. Reggie Jackson and DeAndre Jordan last night, they combined for 55-plus points, Mm -hmm. 15-plus rebounds, 15-plus assists, 75%-plus shooting field goals, 75%-plus shooting three-pointers. Only two other duos in NBA history have put those numbers in a game. Stockton Malone and Murray Jokic, and now Reggie Jackson and DeAndre Jordan. He's on fire! You just you can't do any better than that. No, you can't. Coming up after the break, <laughs> has Russell Wilson shown enough to definitely be back next season? How many times have we had this conversation? Are they going to eat all that money and move mm, on? Right? Still the biggest question. We are now 11 games into the season. Or do you think Peyton needs to see more? That's next.
This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you... Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us, Roller Auctions, Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman today. Royal Auctions is having an auction for air compressors, garage door inventory, trucks, forklifts, welders, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Bounce Empire in Lafayette, a 50,000-square-foot indoor amusement park for adults, kids, and families reimagined. Okay, so Russell Wilson, he's been pretty good this year. I'm seeing stats all over the place. You know what his touchdown interception ratio in the red zone is? 17, no, zero or something like that. Or, right. Yeah. But when mm-hmm. Sean Payton was asked about the red zone, he's like, we're not very good in the red zone. Now they haven't been overly consistent. Pre- I mean, they were good last game. Look at the two games previous to that. Not very good. He's right. But when you look at Russell Wilson's numbers, they are off the charts. He's been pretty damn good. That's right. So with that, we've had this conversation throughout the season. Now, let's take a snapshot 11 games into the season. There's always a chance they can go shopping for a new quarterback, you know, take that big hit on the dead cap. It's starting to trend in a direction where Sean Payton would look foolish for getting rid of Russell Wilson to find another quarterback. So with that, as of right now, has he shown enough to for the Broncos to want him back next season? maybe even ask for a restructure, or do you believe Sean Payton needs to see more? I think wanting him back, yeah, I can see wanting him back, but I be, I think it's going to be, the devil will be in the details of how he, if, how he comes back. Does he restructure? Is he willing to restructure? Do you think that's what it's going to come down to? You know, I, 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 I feel kind of like that at this point. Um, this is a deal that the Broncos made for him. Mm-hmm. It's incumbent upon the Broncos to be flexible because they're basically backing off of a deal that they made. I don't promise to, un- I don't act like I know all of the, the details on how and the ebb and flow of the finances and how it would work. I know that he's fully guaranteed for 2025, five days into the new calendar in March for the for the work year in the NFL. Something's got to be figured out by that point. I don't think right now it's damn the torpedoes all speed ahead. I think right. that there is still enough out there with the financial considerations and what they're trying to do to try to 
rework that or reshape that in some sort of fashion. I want to give Russell Wilson a ton of credit. Mr. Unlimited. Tell you one thing we've learned about Russell Wilson. He's malleable. Because honestly, how many guys at the age of 33, 34 would be willing to change, in theory, their game midstream? Now, granted, he said he wanted Sean Payton to be his head coach. Mm -hmm. Sean Payton has said to Russell Wilson, here's the blueprint on how I think this team can succeed and you can succeed. It's up to Wilson to follow through on that. No question. A lot of guys with that type of resume would say, nope, I know the way I've always done it. Right. This is how it needs to be done. That's how last year looked, isn't it? Yeah, but here's the thing. Russell Wilson wanted his own way. Mm-hmm. He wanted to become something that he wasn't. Right. I think that Sean Payton has brought him back to what he does best. Right. But you have to have that change of mindset. You have to have the ultimate buy-in. Right. But the, the, the flippant description of this football team, it's not flippant because I think there's it's accurate. The buy-in is complete, but it had to start with Russell Wilson, period. Correct. Period. Right. With that, he is now, we've talked about comeback player of the year. Now he's got odds for MVP. What? Yep. Wait. Mr. Unlimited. Thank you. He is 200 to 1. Yes, that's a lot. He is way down the list. He's tied for 16th with Geno Smith. I find that to be incredibly ironic. Mm. And he is just behind Miles Garrett and A.J. Brown. Should he be in the MVP conversation? And is he the MVP even of the team? Uh, No, he should not be in MVP conversation at this point. Why? Because I don't think it warrants, I don't think he warrants MVP consideration. I think there's a very few people at the top right now. I agree. And that could change. No, I don't. I I mean, that could change. You know, you win eight or nine or 10 games in a row. Right. That can change greatly. Right. Yeah. Who knows? Right. At this particular moment, no, I don't think that he's an MVP candidate. I do think that he's the the MVP of this team. You do? I do. You've got to have a guy at the helm. And it's not to say that there aren't defensive players that I would have in that conversation. I don't think that it's there's a lot of light between the two points. But I think that you've got to have leadership in that quarterback position, and they're getting it. They're getting it consistently from Russ. And so, and on top of it, I think it's clear in that locker room, he is a leader on right. that football team. I, I, I mean, those of us on the outside can roll an eye about the, you know, the altruism and the, you know, I, I, all of the things that he says, but there is belief in him in that locker room. There, there is no question guys believe in who this guy is tell you this it's funny when you talk about mvp conversation tell you this he's had more than a few signature mvp moments yes he has that's i mean the 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 touchdown pass in buffalo everybody talks about corlin sutton's catch remarkable catch remarkable throw oh my gosh yes okay absolutely then how about that pass to troutman remarkable catch 
remarkable throw in the way that it unfolded. Go back and watch how that play unfolded and right. how much he moved to create, to create space and then the throw that he made on the full run. Correct. It was a heck of a throw. He's had more than a yeah. few moments You're like right. that. Then he had the RPO where she picked up a big chunk yep. yardage. He's had more than a few signature plays this year. Now, let's get to this. Last year at this time, I think the overwhelming opinion not just in Denver, but nationally was, the Denver Broncos may have made one of the worst trades in NFL history. As we sit here today, snapshot of today, 11 games into the season. Has that trade evened out? Or can you make the case, maybe the Broncos got the better of it? I think that's edging ahead for me Yep. in this thing. Shelby Harris, by the way, is now playing in... Cleveland. Witherspoon, though, is with Seattle. Yeah, absolutely. Nope. So, I mean, there are... I I think that would Seattle have made the trade again? Yes. Would the well, Broncos they, they wanted have, him out. Would the Broncos have made that trade again? I think probably yes. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, think that's it's even of, now. I think that's kind of where we are right now. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I... I think Seattle doesn't have any remorse, and I don't think that uh, I don't think that the Broncos probably do either at this point. So, yeah. And by the way, I mean, how are how's the Josh Dobbs situation oh, working my. out now? How's that, that working out? I'll tell you something. I'm watching that game last night, and I'm thinking: first of all, the Bears are not a very good team. Secondly, their secondary is absolutely putrid. But then, what I'm thinking, as much as anything else. Uh, there's some tape now on Josh Jobs. Yes, and and that is based and and look, his story was great, but the NFL boy, you, the way you just said that, you just basically said the Viking season's over. Yes, Th- that was a very tough loss last night. Yeah, that was a tough one against a football team they should have beaten yep. at home. Yep, that's a tough one. Yep. So, um, yes, you're right. There is the NFL. You don't fool people for long in the NFL. Yep. Once there's film, yep. you got smart people scheming. Taking a step back, though, last year, Geno Smith had a career year. He did. Who would you rather have as your quarterback now? There's no question you'd rather have Russell Wilson. N- not even. And it's not even close. You wouldn't even enter into the argument. I use this phrase all the time, and man, I hope it doesn't come true for the Broncos as they have six games left in the season. Eventually, you're going to regress back to the mean. Eventually. That's just kind of who you are. Yeah, you can go on a hot streak, mm-hmm. but eventually you're going to come back to who you are. Geno Smith is coming back to who he is. Josh Dobbs, by looking at one game, is coming back to who he is. The Broncos, 15 turnovers in four games. You're thinking, are they going to come back to what is generally speaking normal. The Broncos have been healthy pretty much the entire year outside of one player, which is Dulcich. Eventually, things even out. You regress to the mean. Injuries happen in football. I hope that doesn't happen over the next six games and potentially beyond, but it happens all the time. You're right. But if you believe in the Bill Parcellian logic of you are what your record says you are, Mm -hmm. it's changing every week for the Denver Broncos. And it's interesting because 
They're six and five. That, that, that's nothing to have a party about. It, it, it isn't. Because they started one and five. Unless you have the perspective of where they have come from. Yep. That's the remarkable point because you're right. Six and five in and by the way, six and five in and of itself doesn't get you jack squat. Russell Wilson has actually said that. We haven't done we haven't done right. anything right. yet. Right. And he's right. But the trending, we talk about trending all the time. The snapshot of where you are today, we talk about that all the time. It's a very interesting and very unique comeback story. This is what I would ask you. If we're talking about <coughs> the injuries, they've had pretty much none. Yeah. I mean, the offensive line has played literally intact all okay. season long. So let's say, is it fair to say that Five starters, 11 games into the season would not be playing for most teams. Yeah. Okay. Pick, sure. Pick five guys right now on this roster that you can afford to lose. I just, you can't afford to lose anybody. That's, that's well, well part, then, then, then you can't afford to get injured in the NFL. Think about that for yeah. a second. Well, that's part of the challenge for the Broncos because earlier in the season, I think we've had the conversation of how good is this roster? And I think that the, the thought was, and I, I won't put words into your mouth, but I, I think the general feeling was pretty damn good. The top 22 are, you can win with the top 22 guys. Yeah. But the next 20 guys. They haven't had to dig into that. Haven't had to dig into Let's it. look at the three cornerbacks. Pick one guy you can afford to lose. Mm. Can't afford to lose mm, any of no. them. Can't afford to lose Justin Simmons. Can't afford to lose Locks. You have no idea when, you know, Kareem Jackson is going to play. Right. Pick pick your favorite offensive lineman. Who do you want to take out of there? Maybe two. Pick one running back out of that room. It, it, Who do you, you want to? It's Jaleel it's dangerous. McLaughlin, right? right. Yeah. Right. You, you want to you want to lose Sutton? You now, want to lose Mims? Judy? He's not really part of the game plan. Maybe you can say you can afford to lose him, right? Well, do you want to lose Jewel or Singleton? That's my point. Yeah. They're playing with all starters. Pick five guys. And let's see what this team looks like. They've been fortunate. And to Sean Payton's credit, he has worked hard on making sure that there is now some tech involved in soft tissue injuries. Gee, that's an interesting way of doing things. Correct. Yeah. But that's not sustainable for years. That's historically not sustainable. Right. You are absolutely right. It will catch up with you somewhere right. along the line generally. Right. Knocking on wood 13 weeks in. Coming up after the break. What is going on with the Buffs recruiting class? Is there a reason to panic that they lost three top guys in 24 hours? Maybe it's a no big deal. Maybe it is a big deal. And oh, by the way, I said to you, Bruce, I don't know if I'll say it in this segment or in the next hour, I'm not so sure that Deion Sanders will ever be a fully successful college football coach Wow! at the highest level mm. competing for national championships. And I'll tease it this way. His greatest strength is his greatest weakness. Mm. That's next.
This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle. At Eric Goodman. Today, Roller Auctions is having an auction for air compressors, garage door inventory, trucks, forklifts, welders, and much more. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sthmazda.com. This CU topic is worth far more than three, four minutes because we got to hit a break. So I'm going to change it up a little bit. We will talk about CU and Deion Sanders and losing three recruits in 24 hours, including two quarterbacks. I want to get into this, and, and and I know this isn't local, but it's interesting, only because Jim Harbaugh was a candidate here for the head coaching job. Okay. He said this about the Michigan-Ohio State rivalry. It's not healthy. It's not healthy for the student-athletes on either side. When you're trying to put that much pressure on them, that's somebody practically thinking it's life or death. I would say it's not healthy for the young people. I'm not going to go as far to say it's contrived. Remember, he played in this rivalry. Right. But it's hyped up to no ends. I think that it's very manufactured for the TV show that people want to watch or see. After a pair of scandals, and now him saying this about one of the best rivalries in sports by far, and he's turned around the program. He's beaten Ohio State twice. He played in the national playoff. If you're a Michigan fan, do you ignore this comment and then the suspension because you're winning? Or are you like, you know what, Jim, it's time for you to move on? I don't know. That that It's interesting because fundamentally I agree with what he says. I, I think that, that that rivalry is insane. It's between it's the insane. fans. It, it's the fans. Uh, and, and they're out of control. I mean... Well, are we seeing fights? Are, no, are we seeing death threats? No. It's a great rivalry. Yeah. It's a great rivalry. But the... But for him, as a player who played in this mm-hmm. under Bo Schembechler... Gives him a pretty unique perspective, doesn't it? Do- it? it does, mm-hmm. but he was part of this as a player. Yeah, now no, he's part right. of this as a coach, and he's downplaying it? Well, I think he's going to be the next coach of the Bears. He might very well be. So... It's interesting. It 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 kind of came. It, it came as a little bit of a surprise to me. I thought it was a fair take. Um. It is the life of Ohio State and Michigan to basically 
bear down on one game every single season. Okay, let me flip it around and make it local. Sure. What would you think of Deion Sanders if he walked in the door first day and said, I think this Nebraska rivalry is totally overrated? I would agree with it. I won't disagree. <laughs> I won't disagree with you, but you would but, have. Uh, but fa- I hear what you're saying. But you have fans in Boulder. Uh-huh. You have fans throughout the state and fa- and buff fans throughout the country that would say, this guy's not one of us. Think about how we chastised and criticized Nathaniel Hackett for him downplaying all the losses to the Chiefs. Yeah. And A division the, and, rival. And the Raiders never acknowledging yep. the whole thing. I mean, I hear you. That's not being able to read the room very well. Well, do you think that Harbaugh read the room real well? I don't think Harbaugh cares. He doesn't. Harbaugh, he, he has enough experience and confidence and insight into this thing from years and years of being involved in it in in on different platforms and in different ways that I think that when he comes to an opinion like this and a conclusion like this, it's his conclusion. You don't have to agree with it, but it's an interesting take on it. I'll say this, at least his timing is good because can you imagine if he would have said this following two straight losses no, to Ohio State no. and then all of the other losses to Ohio State? No, no. He can say it now yes. because they've won two the, in a row. The timing was good for it. The timing, I, I certainly agree with that. Um, that's not something that you want to say uh, when you're, you know, when you're looking for a default or hey, something to fall back Nick on. Saban would never come out and say, hey, that Iron Bowl, totally overrated. Mm, no. Mike Krzyzewski, pfft. Yeah, listen, Dean Smith, he's a good guy. Um, I, I don't think rivalry, it's totally built up, Duke, North Carolina. <laughs> well, he's acknowledging the rivalry. That that That's not a question. Harbaugh acknowledges the rivalry. It's the veracity of the rivalry that he is questioning and whether it's good for those involved. Okay, I'll ask you. I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it straight to your heart. All right, go. The new manager of the... Boston Red Sox come out comes out and says there's way too much made of this Yankees Red Sox rivalry. You want him as your manager? Hell no, you don't. Probably not. There we go. So what's the difference? Oh, because I said to you as a Michigan fan, and you're not a Michigan fan. No, I, you, you kind you kind of agreed with it. Yeah. But now when I brought it closer to home, well, first of all, it's a it's a professional sport compared to a college sport. Although, oh you can, God, you can argue the professionalism of college sports, uh, you know, I mean, and and the difference there is that you play each other about 18, 19 times a year. We're talking about one game, one game a year. It's now called the game. Yeah. So it's a little different to me. Um, By the way, just, just for fun, uh, the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry. Mm-hmm. Yeah has been as long as the Yankees and Red Sox. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Actually, were the Red Sox, even the Red Sox, in like 1900? Yes. 1902? Ooh, 1902. Remember. I'd have to look I'd have to Ohio look back State on it. has played Michigan for 119 times. Yeah. Okay? So this rivalry goes back even deeper. Well, I mean, it goes back longer. Right. Well, but, it, but, they do, but they don't play each other that. I mean, the Yankees and the Red Sox play each other all the time. And so, do, and so does Michigan and Ohio State. Well, no, they don't. They play one time a year. They play every. Frequency. 
they play, frequency. They Eric. play frequency. At, they play every year. Frequency. It's a totally different thing. Well, you're, you're ta- talking about hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of games between the Red Sox and the Yankees. You're talking about 119 games between and let me Michigan ask you, and Ohio State. And let me ask you something. When, when the Yankees play the Red Sox in May, hmm? does it really have a major bearing on who's going to go to the playoffs? Because this rivalry, Michigan-Ohio State, not all the time, certainly recently, has had a major effect on who plays for a national championship. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I mean, that the ebb and flow of that, it, that that's, a, that's a fair question. The ebb and flow of it, I mean, yes, you lose, you end up two There's games. just more games in baseball. That's it. There are more games. So so it's a product of well, the game. Well, that changes everything. Because you, but, but, but you tell me, you ask me about the importance of a game in May when you end up one game behind them in the East. Well, the way that the playoffs are, are are sit up right now, it probably means you're both in the playoffs. But, I mean, games are important at all times, in my opinion. I'll, I'll give you one thing. This has never been said in the Michigan-Ohio State rivalry. Okay. Bucky F. and Dent. What do we have coming up on just in case you missed it? <laughs> the Avs kept it rolling last night against the Lightning. And which NHL team did coveted winger Patrick Kane sign with? That's next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. I'm Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman today. Roller Auctions having an auction for air compressors, garage door inventory, trucks, forklifts, welders, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. All righty, guys. Just in case you missed it, Avs won again last night, beating the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-1. Ryan Johansson scored twice. Alexander Georgiev made 40 saves. Avs have won four in a row and are now 15-6. Also away from the ice, Sam Girard entered the NHL Player Assistance Program uh, to get help for severe anxiety and depression that led to alcohol abuse. But how do you feel about the Avalanche's strong play of late? 
I think they looked the part. Interesting how this season has gone, the strong start, which made them look like world beaters. Then all of a sudden, some very shaky play between the pipes, really in general. And now they have righted the ship. Jared Bednar and the leadership in that room deserves a lot of credit because, Eric, it looks to me like they're playing with some championship sheen. It looks like that Jared Bednar pulled the right switch when this team wasn't playing well. Hey, they went through a streak where they lost five of seven yeah, games. Yeah, they weren't very good. And they no. were getting and they were getting bludgeoned. Yeah. I mean, in those losses, eight to two, seven to nothing, four to nothing, four to nothing. I mean, yeah. And now they've won seven of eight. They have the talent. Maybe it's just are they bored? Right? Hmm, interesting. Are, are they waiting for the playoffs? I don't think that's the case, and I certainly don't think that's their mindset. At the end of the day, when you have a team that you know is going to make the playoffs and has the talent to make a championship run, it matters when you get there. Are they going to be ready? Are they going to be healthy? Are they going to be in the right mindset? By the way, Ryan Johansson is starting, is on the come. He had a wraparound goal the other night that was special. Yeah. Just, just special. So good for them. Love the momentum. And Good for Sam Gerrard to make the recognition to deal with it. He he dealt with it publicly. I wish him the best. Anyone that gets to that point uh, where they acknowledge the need for help, I hope they get it. Ryan, you know, the, the, the Avalanche took some risks in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can make the case that Ryan Johansson wasn't a huge risk, was a bit of a risk because when you look at what he did last year, he had 12 goals and 16 assists, right? And playing in 55 games. Year before, 26 goals, 37 assists, mm. right? And generally speaking, he, he's had seasons where he's been up, seasons where he's been down. Bringing Drew in probably hasn't worked that well. Is that fair to say? Although he's done a little bit more lately, I will say that. Okay. Okay. So with that, in 55 games last year, Brian Johansson had 12 goals. In 21 games, he has had nine. Yeah. So he is on pace for about 34 goals this season, which would be a season and a career high. It's all about timing and belief. And then again, when you play with more offensive talent, that helps. Yep. No question. All right. uh, That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk in any store and try out the appliances before you buy them. They have great discounts at their clearance center in Denver. You've bought stuff from there. Yep. I have bought stuff from there called Scratch and Ding. So what it has a scratch on it. You're getting a really high-end appliance. Probably something better than you'd get from the box store anyway. And no, you don't warranty a scratch, but you warranty the product. And that's what you're really buying. No, you are not going to buy a product where somebody took a sledgehammer to it and you're going to stick it in your kitchen. But that's not what they sell there. No. It's little it's cosmetic things. But you're getting the best stuff out there. And the best sales staff, they can help you redesign an entire kitchen. Mountain High Appliance, you can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center once again in Denver. We're going to hit a couple things after the break. Number one, the unlikeliest of wins this season for the Nuggets. And maybe one of their most unlikeliest wins of the entire season. And we're not even close to being halfway through the season. Also, Russell Wilson 
where is he now? And what do I mean by that? How many times do we talk about, hey, are they going to eat all that money? Should they eat the money after mm. what we've seen so far? Or do you bring them back? I mean, most people would say bring them back. But at what cost? Especially with an offense that is run first. That's next.